Welcome to the astonishing and unexpected adventures of Ace Tucker, Space Trucker! Last time on Ace Tucker Space Trucker, old Ace Tucker had a plan to rescue Elvis Presley from certain death. But first, Ace needed to convince Elvis in 1977 to fake his own death. If we're gonna turn the Cadillac into a time machine and leave it in the master bedroom of Graceland for my former self to find, we're gonna need a time drive. Are you serious? You think we can just get the geek who invented the time drive to hand us over one? Yup, that's exactly what we're going to do. How are you gonna do that? Huh, I'm going to get him laid. This is my all-access mustache supernova crew pass. You know these things are damn near impossible to get. Oh yes, yes, I know. I have read all the mustachian legends. Okay, well, you go have fun now. And thanks for the time drive. You're helping to save the galaxy, you know. Uh -huh. Bye. Whoopee! After another quick jaunt through space time, the caddy emerges in Memphis, Tennessee on August 16th, 1977. The gang sets up shop in an abandoned barn. And while Ivan pours over the instruction manuals, Ace, April, and Hank walk down to Mildred's second-hand clothes. Come back here, you son of a bitch cat! You can't talk to me that way, you bot- Come here! At that very moment, Hank busts into the thrift store, chasing a black cat. April, grab some clothes! Let's get the hell out of here! Okay, okay, got some, go! After hot-footing it down the road with a pissed-off basset hound and an armload of clothes, Ace Tucker and April Massey burst into their abandoned barn hideout, where Ivan Chimpanov is reading through the instruction manuals on board the Cadillac Time Machine. Holy... I haven't run that much since high school! I hate running! So, things went well, I trust. 
Yeah, we had a little bit of trouble. <laughs> that cat had it coming. Whatever, man. So we've got some clothes, but I'm pretty sure we're wanted by the cops now. So we gotta do this fast. Well, take a look in the glove box. There's something there that might help. Oh, wow. That can't be a coincidence. Inside the glove box is a pair of official-looking badges and leather wallets. The letters TCB are laid out over a jagged lightning bolt running through a spiral galaxy. Whoa! That kind of looks like Elvis's classic TCB logo, but upgraded. Wow! Look how it sparkles! It's kind of like the galaxy is moving on the badge, like a super badass hologram on a credit card. Cool! Well, these look pretty official, so let's get into these suits and go to Graceland and flash these badges. We have to convince Elvis to fake his death. And from the story he told us, two official-looking agents are the ones to do it by showing him a vision of the future war with Andromeda. Now we can use the mind tap we got from Ivan's pal and do just that. Is it weird that what you just said is far from the most bat crazy thing any of us have spoken in the past 24 hours? Yeah, I know. Come on, let's go. Ace and April walk a few miles from the barn hideout to Graceland and sneak around to the back of the mansion. There they run into Elvis Presley as he is exiting the building April identifies as Elvis's home racquetball court. Elvis is wearing a white t-shirt and athletic shorts. In his hand is a small racket. When he sees Ace and April, he begins to wave the racket with menace, like he is shooing away a swarm of bees. Oi, oh, you all can't be here. Uh, get lost before I call the cops. Ace, whip out your badge and follow my lead. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry to bother you, sir. I'm Agent Scully, and this is Agent Mulder. We're from the government, and we need you to come with us, please, sir. Oh, no way, man. I ain't going nowhere with you. He's got a gun! Oh, yeah, I already talked to the FBI. They told me some imposters would be coming by and try to tell me all kinds of crazy stuff about space aliens or in the future and such. I ain't gonna have none of it, you hear me? Whoa, whoa, whoa there. We're here to help. I don't know who you talked to before, but we're friends. We just need to show you something. Here, let me get it out of my pocket. It's called a mind tap. Hey, 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 wait there. Hands where I can see him, mister. Hey! <laughs> Well, that, that was just a warning shot. Hands where I can see him, or I swear to God, I'll plug you good here. Look, I know this sounds crazy, but we've met before, and we're friends. Oh, you just shut your mouth, mister. I ain't never seen you before in my life. Um, oh, I know about the tunnels. I know you have secret tunnels leading into Graceland. We just need to show you something and then see your secret Cadillac. Oh, what? Secret Cadillac? I don't got no secret Cadillac, you lunatic. And I have no idea what you're talking about. Tunnels? What tunnels? You ain't making no sense. Now you stay right there, man. Elvis, please listen. What? What? What did you just say? Why'd you call me Elvis? Why? 
What kind of a sick bastard are you? Why? Whoa! Easy now! Oh man, what kind of a sick bastard calls a man by his dead twin brother's name? Oh man! Hey, Randy! Randy! Get out here! Come on, man, Randy! Before Ace has a chance to process what he just heard, Agent Randall Calhoun emerges from the racquetball court. He wears a white t-shirt and white shorts cut way too high for Ace's taste. And instead of a racket in his hand, Randall Calhoun is holding an impossibly shiny laser revolver. It's alright, Jesse. I'm here. Well, are these the crazies you've been warning me about all this time, Randy? Yes, Jesse. That's them. Well, this sick son of a bitch just called me Elvis. I know, Jesse. I heard. Why don't you just go inside and get a beer out of the fridge? I'll handle them. They're just crazy mixed up fans. That's all. Well, well, all right. I'm, I'm gonna go on inside and get me a beer. What the f***? Miss Massey, I presume. The vulgarity and dim-witted looks give you away, my dear. Yeah, that's me, I How the f*** are you here? And what'd you do to Elvis? Elvis? He's been dead since 1935, poor little tack. <laughs> Died in the womb. When my time ship crashed in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947, I met a dying man. Myself from the future. The future timeline you came from. He told me everything before I put him out of his misery. Told me how you left him to die on an exploding ship in 1936. Well, he survived. It took him years to crawl to New Mexico. As he lay there in a pool of his own filth, he told me how he used a tearing electron plasma inducer on Gladys Presley. It succeeded in killing Elvis, but spared his twin, Jesse Presley. He said you had escaped with the Valdovian time machine, that I would just have to nurture Jesse Presley in Elvis's place. So that's what I did so everything would appear to you as it does now in 1977. I've been waiting for this moment for 30 years. Now, where is the time machine? Get in the car. I'm here. Wow, okay. Put the top up, monkey man. Time circuits activated. Hold on to your nuts. Man, that was close. Ivan, how did you know? Yeah, at first I thought it was just me getting used to the language in the manual. But words and phrases seem to change on me. Like, I'd read something, then go back and reread it again, and it'd be slightly different. So I checked the Chronomicon, and I literally watched entire sections on Elvis Presley vanish as I read them. Yeah, eventually, everything about him in the future was gone. I searched in the past, and I found no mention of Elvis at all, except in the footnote that he was the stillborn twin of Jesse Presley. That's when I realized we were in some kind of alternate reality where Elvis was dead. Holy Yeah, 
but how did you know where we'd be standing? Yeah, I didn't. I just sort of guessed from memory of the last time we were at Graceland where you guys would be. Landing on top of the bad guy was just a happy accident. Yeah, Monkey Man here has a photogenic memory. Yeah, the term is photographic. And actually, eidetic memory is the more appropriate term, Hank. Call it Ivy Tic-Tac-Toe for all I care. That was awesome. Yeah, great. Thanks, Ivan. Now what the hell do we do? Well, we've got to do something, because everything in the Chronomicon is vanishing. It's like there's some kind of temporal chain reaction in the works. And check this out. This is the only remaining page. Everything else is just a garbled mess or completely gone. Oh, they did it then. What? The Andromedans. Remember what Elvis said about the war? The Andromedans wanted the Valdovian time drive so they could use it to prevent the Milky Way from ever forming. They must have won and set off that crazy time bomb that blows up the galaxy. That's why things are unraveling. Well then how the hell are we still here? If they nuked the galaxy a few billion years ago, how the are we still here now? Yeah, I've been thinking about that. I'm starting to understand how all this works. Ivan, you said it before. When we're in hypertime, we're outside of normal space and time. In here, in the caddy, traveling through hypertime, we're safe. Great, so we're stuck in some kind of damn twilight zone forever? No, look at the dates on the dashboard screen. They're still there. Ivan, page through the list of possible destinations we can jump to. Hey, uh, Monkey Man, you doing that right? Yeah, I'm in browse mode. It's supposed to show everything. There should be roughly 18 billion years listed here. The entire lifespan of the universe. But there's only six dates. 2017, 2384, 2010, 1935, and 1936. It's like they're rocked into the caddy. Yeah, they are. We have two time drives in the trunk of this Cadillac, remember? I think they're talking to each other and keeping those dates locked in. Ah, the Caddy is not just a time machine. Now it's more like a, a, a multiverse machine. Ah. Right, us being here proves it. With the two time drives working in tandem, we're immune from the effects of the Andromedan time bomb. And we have access to the original universe we came from. We just have to go back to 2017 and stop the shiny man before he ever gets on board Betty. But look guys, on the screen, on the little computer screen, 1977 is gone. Why is 1977 gone? It's because we were just there. I think we only get one shot at this. Yeah, like volatile memory. Sure, once we use it, we lose it. All right, well, what are you waiting for, Brace? Let's go f*** that shiny f*** up. Ivan dials in 2017. And the caddy materializes in a familiar clearing in the woods. It is night, and when they put the top down, the sounds of police sirens waft through the sugar maple trays surrounding them. Whoa! 
This is the same location we went when you hit the caddy's panic button. Yeah, this is Memphis. Uh, the night all hell broke loose. I'm guessing from the helicopter in the sky, it's right after Ace discovered the caddy in the bedroom of Graceland. Come on, let's go. Oh, you think the caddy will be okay by itself? It's going to have to be. We're going to need to work together to get this done. Yeah, okay, what's the plan? Well, I'm pretty sure we're in the woods behind the KFC. Hank, can you tell where we are? Yeah, the KFC is right over there. Yup. Mmm, the nanobots have upped my sense of smell. I can smell the fried chicken. The KFC is that way. You can smell it too? All I smell is woods and maybe some dog Don't look at me, sister. I went back in 1977. Ew, TMI. Quiet, guys. Behind those trees over there is the advanced auto parts store where the shiny man disguised as Agent Calhoun jumped me. If I'm right, my former self should be heading that way now and trying to find an entrance to one of the tunnels. I say we wait until I, uh, I mean he, handcuffs Calhoun to the pipe and then we get that shiny bastard. If he never makes it onto Betty with the caddy, then he'll never kill Elvis there or in 1935. Yeah, sounds good to me. But Ace, you have to be careful. We have no way of knowing what might happen if you run into your former self. We'll have to wait until he's gone. Yeah, good point, Ivan. Okay, let's move quietly. Sorry, my bad. Shh, you guys hear that? Something about donuts? I said, time to make the donuts. <laughs> Holy hoo! Dude, I dropped my gun, I dropped it. Huh, I'll take that. Okay, sounds like the other me is gone. Let's get out of these woods. Ace, Avin, April, and Hank. Exit the woods just as Agent Calhoun is slinking an impossibly shiny hand out of a handcuff. A shimmer of light fluctuates over the hand as it comes free, then returns to a normal looking human hand. Calhoun's other hand is squeezing hard and wrapped around Pradeep the taxi driver's neck. <laughs> Ace springs into action. He charges forward as fast as he can and throws a shoulder into Calhoun's midsection. Hey, let go of him. It is so fast, Calhoun doesn't have a chance to react. He lets go of Pradeep and flies backwards, hitting the advanced auto parts wall with enough force to crack bricks. Calhoun's head hits the wall, leaving a spatter of shiny blood as he slinks to the ground, gurgling. <laughs> the dazzler-like device that keeps him disguised as a human fizzles out when he hits the ground. A burst of light crackles all around his body then dissipates, revealing the shiny man in all his impossibly shiny glory.
Let me at him, Trace! No, Hank. Leave him. Ah, Ace! Pradeep's hurt pretty bad. He needs a doctor now. Okay, you two go get him some medical attention. I've got this shiny bastard. Well, Ivan can't go out there. They'll freak out about him. You're right. We don't have any Dazzlers. And let me just say that the intolerance of Earth in 2017 is something special. I sure hope cyborg chimps are free to roam around unaccosted in the future. Yeah, thanks, man. But check it out. We can sneak Pradeep onto Betty from back here near the woods. Then we can get him patched up in the med bay on board. How the hell are you going to do that? Your former self is on board right now with Elvis. What? E? He's over there right now? Oh, yeah. He's in a coma in our sick bay and I'm coming for you, Elvis! Elvis, I'm coming! <laughs> Don't just run up there! The sentry mode is still active! Hank! No! Wait! Stop! Hank! Should we go after him? No! This is kind of a blessing in disguise. Ivan is smart enough to handle the situation. With Hank out of the way and not trying to bite the shiny man's nuts off, things are sure to go a little smoother. Think you can get Pradeep some help out there on the boulevard? Yeah, I can talk to a cop or something. They're liable to have an ambulance on the way. If there's not one here already out there, I think I remember seeing a few when I came down here to find my dip brother. Okay, go get Pradeep some help, but if you see your former self, hide! Yeah, I came from the other side of Graceland. It's barricaded. There's no way I'll run into me. Man, that's really weird to say. I get it. Hey, uh, April. Um, be careful, okay? You, you too. April leads Pradeep out to Elvis Presley Boulevard in search of medical attention. And Ace goes to check on the unconscious shiny man. Ace watches as the shiny man's chest rises and falls in a slow, even pattern. Yeah, this guy is out for the count. But I can't help but be reminded of that old Glornock saying, Never poke a sleeping garzel bear. Man, I gotta search him though. Jeez, his pants pocket is deeper than it looks. Oh man. Oh man, I'm up to my elbow. This is so freaky. Oh wait, wait, what's that? Uh, something cold and metallic. That better not be his... Oh, never mind, it's the butt of the laser revolver. The same laser revolver that shot off my hand in 1935. Yeah, time for some payback. Okay, looks like it's fully charged. Uh, this, this must be the safety. Okay, all I gotta do is pull the trigger. Okay, okay. Oh man, I can't do it. Man, I can't shoot a defenseless, unconscious man. Even if it is the right thing to do. I ain't no executioner. Get up. Come on, you shiny p Get up. I said get up. My, aren't we testy? Ace spins around and sees a second shiny man at the edge of the woods. Instead of his usual impossibly shiny suit, he wears a mangled, stained white t-shirt and high-cut athletic shorts. He is covered in shiny blood, and his posture is off-kilter, like his spine had been twisted. 
He holds his very own laser revolver in one hand and a time drive cylinder under his other arm. Aren't you going to finish the job, human? What? How? You hit me with your car, but failed to check on the aftermath. All I had to do was hold on. (coughs) Traveling through time fully exposed is not something I suggest. (coughs) It took me this long to pry myself off from the bottom of your ridiculous vehicle. But nonetheless, here I am. Now. (coughs) I asked you. Aren't you going to finish the job? Whoa! Are you insane? You just killed your former self, jackass! Oh, don't worry. I'll be fine. Thank you for your concern, though. I'm afraid your quaint view of the timeline doesn't quite work the way you think it does. He is of no consequence. See? I'm fine. And now that I have the cloned time drive, I don't have to worry about hacking the system on the Cadillac. All I need is a Valdovian spacecraft, and I'll be on my way. Betty! You're much smarter than I was led to believe, human. Did you take night classes since we met last? Whatever, jackass. Are you blind? I'm holding a laser revolver myself! Oh, come now! At this distance, we'll only kill each other! Is that what you want? To die here? If that's what it takes, there's no goddamn way I'm taking you to Betty! Oh, please! You're no hero, Mr. Tucker! You are a simple trucker! A rube! A pawn in an elaborate game that has been hundreds of years in the making! Your entire existence is for this one simple purpose! You are the linchpin, the key to the destruction of this wretched galaxy! I ain't taking you nowhere! And if you try to get into Betty unauthorized, she'll shock the ever-loving out of you. (laughs) Come now, I don't need you to access the ship. It will just be faster with your help. (laughs) Believe it or not, time is of the essence here. (laughs) Now that the two time drives have been separated, this timeline is coalescing. And although I'm not happy about spending the rest of my life in this alternate universe, I will take it if it means achieving my goal. Just then, Ace hears something rustling in the woods behind the shiny man. Then, he hears a low whisper. At first, he thinks it's his imagination, but then he hears it again. He focuses and allows the nanobots to augment his hearing. And there it is. Panting. Dog panting. And whispering. Get ready, Ace. Ace, get ready. Three, two... Tune in next time for another installment of Ace Tucker Space Trucker!
For access to all the music used in this episode, as well as Ace Tucker Space Trucker merchandise and uncensored versions of episodes, visit acetuckerspacetrucker.com.